2: Hello, my friends. I'm Dennis Prager, and I welcome you to today's show. The entire front page of USA Today today is devoted to George Floyd. This is all anti-American hysteria. That's what the left is about, anti-American hysteria. The, uh, The George Floyd death was not a racist act so why is it such a big deal in America tell me Keith Ellison was talking about that did he because uh, he had originally said that it was it had nothing to do with race no, that's what that's what yeah. oh that's what you're talking about yeah let's play that this is Keith Ellison who's a man of the left Democrat formerly of Congress, and now the Attorney General of
1: Minnesota. Was this a hate crime? I wouldn't call it that, because hate crimes are crimes where there's an explicit motive and uh, of bias. We don't have any evidence that Derek Chauvin factored in uh, George Floyd's race as he did what he did.
0: You could have charged him with a hate crime under Minnesota law, yeah. and you chose not to.
1: Could have, um, but we only charged those crimes that we had evidence to, that we could put in front of a jury to prove. If we'd have had a witness that told us that Derek Chauvin made a racial reference, we might have charged him with a hate crime. But I would have needed a witness to say that on the stand. We didn't have it, so we didn't do it. The whole world sees this as a white officer killing a black man because he is black and you're telling me that there's no evidence to support that in our society there is a social norm that killing certain kinds of people is more tolerable than other kinds of people in order for us to stop and pay serious attention to this case and be outraged by it it's not necessary that derek chauvin has specific racial in- intent uh, to harm george floyd the fact is, we know that through housing patterns, through employment, through wealth, through a whole range of other things, uh, so often people of color, black people, end up with uh, harsh treatment from law enforcement. Um, okay, so all right,
2: we, we already covered it. So there's no evidence at all to suggest that it had to, anything to do with his being black. So why is it uh, such an issue of riots for months and everything else that has happened. The entire front page of this rag sheet called USA Today, it's a communist rag sheet, that's what it's become. <laughs> if communist means that you do everything to subvert the norms of your society and replace it with a radical government, then that's why I use the term. Victims' families demand justice a year that's ripped my heart out. George Floyd's murder one year later, American reckoning, anger, pain, and hope. It's all propaganda. It's all hate America propaganda. That's what it is. On moral grounds, on, on ethical grounds, not, not to mention race grounds, it did not deserve the attention that it received. And when I, when I think of all of the, uh, the people not k- killed not by police, and get no attention this is all corruption this is moral despicable yellow journalism god the entire front page uh, the left has talked itself into uh, this uh, frenzy poor kids growing up today be raised in the world of, of, of fear and lies. That's what they're raised in. Now, according to my producer, the State Department, this is from Human Events, exclusive, and one trusts that it is accurate. Leaked memo... Leaked State Department memo indicates official support for BLM agenda. So what does that mean? A source within the Biden State Department wishing to remain anonymous has shared with Human Events a document that indicates that all U.S. quote, diplomatic and consular posts are being encouraged to display shows of support for Black Lives Matter on Tuesday, May 25th, that's today, the one-year anniversary of George Floyd's death, the memo reads, in part, the department supports the use of the term Black Lives Matter in messaging, content, speeches, and other diplomatic engagements with foreign audiences to advance racial equity. Notice quality has been destroyed, the, the notion of equality which has nothing to do, nothing to do with equity. Just like climate change has almost nothing to do with global warming. The, the left-wing use of terminology is documented in George Orwell. To advance racial equity and access to justice on May 25th and beyond, ooh, we encourage posts to focus on the need to eliminate systemic racism and its continued impact. The memo, which is in part a woke statement on social justice, part an apology for US actions and part an endorsement of all BLM materials, expressly encourages the display of the BLM flag or banner at US facilities except on the actual flagpole that holds the American flag. It reads in part, despite the documented actions of BLM protesters during the riots of 2020, and despite the New York Times reporting on their organization's declining popularity with American voters, our federal government has nonetheless decided to endorse and promote an organization with admitted Marxist roots as having ties to our official foreign offices. Okay, so I have to say that I'm dubious. <laughs> it, it, the State Department is corrupted. The, uh, that I, uh, all national institutions have been corrupted by the left. So that, that wouldn't surprise me. But to write admitted Marxist roots... Oh, that's, it does. It is in the memo. Read it. It reads in part. Take a look. If it's not true. It does read it. That's from the memo. That's hard to believe. As, as bad as the State Department is, it is hard to believe that they would acknowledge the Marxist roots of BLM and advocate uh, supporting it uh, today, the year anniversary of George Floyd's death. And I just find it hard to believe. So I want I want to register that that they would write admitted Marxist roots and then still support it. Now, if this report is accurate, the the state of our federal government, the takeover by anti-American haters uh, is virtually complete. I will keep you up-to-date on that. But here is something that I have no doubt about. Where do you see that quoted? OK, here, I'll show you, we're having a, a, an issue. But it's important that he sees it.
1: The memo in part, the Department Yes, the exactly, defense, yes.
2: No, no, despite the documented actions. It doesn't matter. It says it reads in part and then it has it as, as its own little paragraph. I, 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 don't, I don't think that's meant to be it. All right, well, then they wrote it incorrectly. Yeah, they did. Okay, fair enough. Then I'm happy to say to my audience that that was human events and not the memo. The words, the, the, despite its Marxist roots. If
0: the entire memo is, if you scroll down
2: here. But uh, this news is uh, equally disturbing to me Amazon closes in on deal for MGM. So will Amazon do to the to MGM what it has done to the Washington Post? The amount of power in a few people's hands is unprecedented in American history. Sorry to give you bad news. We're fighting. You fight. We can prevail. But uh, I'm I'm like the oncologist who has to tell you about the cancers. Eight hundred five hundred eighty-three eighty-four. Yes, indeed, y'all. Penn State to replace male-centric academic grouping titles: freshmen and beyond. This is the, these are the battles that our colleges are fighting. Taken over by the by the fool, the fools. The fools are running everything. This fills their lives with meaning. What a better society we will be that we will no longer use the term freshman. Do you realize how many lives have been injured by the use of that term? Are you aware of that? I'm looking at my producer now, who has a good heart and is is a, a deeply empathetic human being. So let me ask you. On a scale of one to ten, how much damage has the term "freshman" done to college first-year students? One being none, ten being worthy of post-traumatic stress disorder. Yeah, I would say about minus one. You would say minus one. Yeah, it's not on the scale, but I I have sympathy for your choice. They'd have to redo the scale. They'd have to redo the scale. That's right. It's. It's less than non-injurious. The Penn State Faculty Senate passed legislation to use inclusive language and non-gendered terms, according to an article released on Penn State's website. The specific recommendations include moving away from using academic grouping titles that stem from a primarily male-centric academic history. This includes replacing freshman, sophomore, junior, senior with first year, second year, third year, and fourth year. Students beyond fourth year are suggested to be referred to as advanced standing. How about lazy? (laughs) How about... Didn't quite make it in four years. (laughs) Wait, can I ask a question? If any, if either of you has, I'm serious, if either of you has a rational response, I will give you a gift. I've never said that. Sean, are you ready? Alan, are you ready? And when I call them by their names, actual given names, by the way, are you at peace with your given names? at birth can you tell me what is male centric about sophomore junior or senior I wish you could see this ladies and gentlemen they're both staring at me as if I had said something in Sanskrit Hmm. I could say something in Aramaic <laughs> Sean said he'd, be, he'd have a better shot at that. <laughs> Alan would have a better shot at that, but you wouldn't. That's Aramaic. So, sophomore, junior, and senior are male centric terms. Freshman, I, I mean, I, I'm amazed freshman has survived as long as it has. Chairman is dead. Anything with Mun. These are the battles they fight. Do you understand? All of the left's battles are make believe. They're children in make believe, like Cops and Robbers, stuff we used to play as kids. It's all make believe, it's all theater. All of leftism is theater. Like the front page of the of USA Today is theater, the one year anniversary of of the the murder of George Floyd, but which had nothing to do with race. So why is it why is it a big deal? The statistics are show how how rare it is for an unarmed black man to be killed by the police. It's all gigantic fraud. It's all to give people who have meaningless lives meaning. That's what his leftism is. Give the meaningless meaning. Students beyond, oh yeah, we did that. Other recommendations include replacing underclassmen and upperclassmen with lower division and upper division. You know what is interesting? All of this will be done. Nothing changes. Do you understand? It is because this was not bad to begin with. Well, what's wrong with with a girl saying, I'm a freshman? What's wrong with it? Did, Did it undermine her worth? Any young woman who feels her worth undermined by saying, I'm a freshman, is in trouble. But her trouble doesn't emanate from the word freshman. It emanates from other factors in her life. A staggering narcissistic insecurity is what's involved. Unbelievable. The appendix C to the faculty at Penn State reads, Terms such as freshmen are decidedly male-specific, while terms such as upperclassmen can be interpreted as both sexist and classist. classes Because you're an upperclassman. these are these the people that you're paying to teach your children do you understand Do you understand the nothings who teach at college the zeros there are exceptions for the record but as a rule the exceptions don't fight back are there any voices at Penn State there might be any voices at Penn State in the faculty saying I do not associate with this moronic document it makes our university look stupid Or as Steven Pinker, professor of psychology, liberal, atheist, Harvard said, the left is making the university into a laughingstock. The Dennis
0: Prager Show.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you about an interesting supplement that has made a big deal in my life. I had the, the pins and needles feeling in my feet. I've had it for about 25 years. It got quite intense. So among the things I did is I had inserts put in which helped because it lifted the bone from the nerve. And I threw away the inserts last year after I started taking Nerve Renew. I read about Nerve Renew on the internet, and so I tried it out, and amazingly, after about a year, it doesn't happen overnight, I got rid of the inserts I had worn for 10 years. It's minimal, the, uh, the pins and needles effect that I have. I'd like you to try it out. Go to NerveRenew.com. They offer a two-week trial of their product and a one-year money-back guarantee at NerveRenew.com, or your two-week trial now. I ask them to advertise. That's how effective I think the product is, NerveRenew.com. Howdy doody, everybody. I'm Dennis Prager. As you well know, I am very open about my life with you. I am, as one caller put it, and I thought it was an excellent term, transparent. I think transparency, by the way, is a very good thing for all people. My wife has a good term for non-transparency, and that is having a black box. It's it's a very uh, tough thing if you're married to somebody, and after any number of years you become aware of the fact that there's just a part of this person that you don't know. Right? It's a very, uh, very upsetting thing. I took a risk in the beginning of my broadcast career. How open about my life do I be? should I be on the air and I don't mean you know intimate details which don't tell you anything in any event just my thoughts what makes me tick and it's worked out so here's an interesting thing that I'd like to share with you almost everywhere I go in the US I'm recognized, and some people will come over in a restaurant or an airport, most particularly. It's also, by the way, interesting that if I'm eating alone, many more people come over than if I'm with my wife. It's an interesting pattern that I've noticed. They don't want to disturb uh, with my wife. But anyway, in, in either case, people do come over, and... Increasingly, I find interesting what they say. For much of my life, oh, you know, a lot of times, I love you or, or you know, thanks for what you do. Always something nice. I never had a bad interaction. Well, I did once. Yes, a guy started cursing me in my gym. I think I told that story. In the, in the locker room, screaming at the top of his lungs, uh, curses at me. Anyway, the guy was thrown out of the gym, <laughs> so that ended that problem I took a I took a, a, a video of him doing it. It was a very effective response by the way I, anyway so I, the the most common comment I now get is something to the effect of you you keep me going." It's not always those words, but it, it is the response. It's a very dark time, the darkest time in American history since the Civil War. The left r- attack on this country through the universities, the media, the NFL, late-night TV, you name the institution. So I want you to know that I do feel that responsibility. I take, I take those comments very seriously. And I, I, if, if that is one of the ways that I can be a force for good in your life, I want, I want that to be. So I just thought I would give a public reaction to private comments that are made to me. I have also, I've changed my attitude. I don't know if if that's fair to say, but I I have more forcefully decided that it's best if you come out of the closet. Everybody I know who has come out of the closet, you know, we should do an hour on that. That is an important hour. If you came out of the closet as a non-leftist, what happened to you in your life that that would be a a, a very a, a very helpful thing to uh, hear everyone that i have spoken to strangers that has told me about that has uh, said it was extremely difficult in the beginning that in fact they did lose friends but that there was an exhilaration at the in the, as they reach the finish line, as it were. It's like the marathon, which I've never run, but I am told that there is, a you know, the runner's high that you get, it's very hard to run that distance. But at a certain point, you get a runner's high. It is very hard. You get an out-of-the-closet high. Something to think about. But I, we definitely must do an hour of what happened when you... Uh, came out of the closet as a conservative or just as a non-leftist. You will learn in five minutes so much that, and much of which you probably don't know. I did. I, I, I now feel I understand Watergate for the first time in my life. I knew it, of course. I lived it, though quite young, but I lived it, and... Uh, now you will understand it in five minutes. Hugh Hewitt does a, a really fine job. The PragerU.com video this week. the The number of murders in uh, Minnesota, in Minneapolis area, Saint Paul, Minneapolis, is astonishing. And yet, people will vote Democrat again. It's. It shows. It's. It has nothing to do with reason or morality. Nothing. The brainwash that the right is the enemy. The brainwash of of half century, has just been so effective. The Democrats are ruining my my city, and let me vote Democrat. I don't believe there's any number of murders that would cause most Democrats to vote for a Republican. There you go. We supposedly live in the age of reason and I would say that reason governed voting more in in nineteen twenty one than in twenty twenty one. I think people voted on a more rational basis one hundred years ago. Was that Calvin Coolidge? Who would have been a hundred years ago? Well, Coolidge
0: took over in uh, nineteen
2: twenty-two. Twenty-two. I love Calvin Coolidge. Dorothy Parker the most famous. Well, she was a very, she was a very biting wit. When when she when he died, you know what her reaction was. You're getting close, but her reaction was, "How do you know?" Yeah. <laughs> but only only because the uh, the elite of that time had contempt for this simple man who believed that not passing bills was a great achievement probably the last president who had such an attitude, hundred years ago, nearly a hundred years ago. Yeah, he took over in, on August second, nineteen twenty-three. August second, nineteen twenty-three. My birthday. Very sweet. August second, nineteen twenty-three. So we're getting close. Yes, indeed. I asked my producer during the break, has the mayor of Minneapolis, uh, has he apologized for advocating death, which everybody who advocated defunding police is advocating. They advocate. They're advocates for murder. You understand? There is blood on every defund the police person's hands. Just that there is blood on the... uh, the, on the hands of the, the vast numbers of doctors who have opposed hydroxychloroquine zinc and ivermectin massive blood in my opinion the amount of death the woke have uh, have caused is is quite quite astonishing but the entire front page of usa today is about george floyd What is the ratio of blacks killed by black criminals to blacks killed by police? But it doesn't matter. Because black ki- blacks killed by black criminals does not advance the agenda that America is a cesspool, which the left wishes to do, to advance. To your kids at a very early age. I spent an hour yesterday on, uh, uh, on the... The school agenda, where was it, Oregon, right? Portland, yeah. What they're, uh, what they're teaching your kids. And people still send their kids to Portland schools. People do not do what is uh, in the country's interest, let alone, or in their own interest, let alone the country's interest. Until it's way too late. Okay, let's go to Minneapolis, in fact. I'm Kevin. Hello, Kevin.
0: Hi, Dennis. Hi. So I'm a retired cop. I've lived in the Twin Cities my entire life. And there have been crime flows, you know, up and down. The drug The drug is up and down. But this is this is totally out of control, unprecedented right now. We have an autonomous zone now set up at 38th in Chicago at the George Floyd Memorial site. And you can't get in there. And uh, we've never had anything like this before. And all of our, all of the leaders are Democrats.
2: Right. Right. Democrats are are ruining a wonderful city. And they will be reelected.
0: And I also have been wondering, what do we have to do to get people to vote Republican, to vote red? And here's what I think is going on. We have a ton of the suburban voters of the Twin Cities. That they don't they don't go downtown. They don't go to Minneapolis or St. Paul anymore. Right, they're scared. Yeah, so they don't know how bad it is down there. Right, wasn't wasn't there a twenty
2: one year old student who was just uh, murdered by by a stray bullet in, in downtown Minneapolis?
0: Dennis, there have been so many that we had. There was a child murdered by a stray bullet at a birthday party. It's so out. Of, there's so many that I can't keep track.
2: Let me ask you. You, you mentioned something I, I didn't quite follow. You. Tell me what this, what was set up at the George Floyd site?
0: Oh, you know how Portland and Seattle had those autonomous yes, zones? Yes, correct. Like, we've never—that's never happened here, and it, it, it's going on right now.
2: And oh, really? They set up oh, stay on. I want—I I didn't know this. Did you know there's an autonomous zone? We'll be back in a moment.
0: The Dennis Prager Show.
2: Okay. Speaking with a retired police officer in Minneapolis, Kevin. So, I get him. hi, hi again. Thanks for holding on. I'm so, yeah?
0: I'm sorry if I'm rambling. I'm just very emotional because I'm watching the cities that I grew up in, which are a beautiful area. I'm watching them fall apart. No, you, they're Do not you falling
2: know? apart. They're They're being felled apart.
0: They're being felled apart, yes. The, our, our media up here is worthless. They don't report anything at all. You know, that's why this autonomous zone, they don't, they, they, they won't, they tried to go in there and they've been kicked out. They've been threatened and told to leave.
2: So are there stores there in, in the uh, in George Floyd Square?
0: It's a, it's a great little community down there with businesses and a nice residential. Right. Can area. you have, at,
2: can you have access to them?
0: I haven't even – I was going to get on my bicycle and ride down there to check it out, but I'm scared to even go down there, so no. Um, No, they held up – the chief of police and the mayor held a press conference and said they were going to go in there and clean the place up. That press conference was about two or three months ago, and and now nothing's been done. It's still on lockdown. Even normal citizens – I don't know if you can get in there. I know some people – there was something put there that said if you're a white person, you can't come in. If you're a black, you know, you can. If you're BLM, you can come in. But it's, it's uh, this, is, this is a mess, Dennis. I'm, I'm scared.
2: <laughs> mm, thank you for calling. Police officers don't normally say they're scared. They're the least scared group in the country. And people will vote Democrat again. Well I, I I always knew the power of the irrational. And you know my argument that the human needs that. Love is not rational reactions to music are not rational. Uh, Many, many religious convictions are not fully rational or beliefs. So religion has an interesting role to play. It lets you express the non-rational in constructive ways. So that's why the religious have had more rational reactions to events taking place than the secular now, there are, of course, there are exceptions uh, on both sides. But it is worth noting, I'm one of them. I, bu- I believe that Moses got the Ten Commandments at Mount Sinai and that America is not systemically racist.